0: good morning here on the 22 Tuesday day Tuesday it is may 21st 2019 as we get our day rolling out on the road I'm not going to say that one but we are on the road again that's where we that's where we are that's where we live on this road and this guy has this guy is I mean he's a guy fucking for real you go to the dog, man. You go to the dog, man. Alright. Interesting way to walk your fucking dog in the street. Morning. Fucking dork. Jesus. The guy had his dog on the leash. He was on one side of the street. dog's on the other side of the street. I mean, I know we're in a neighborhood here where it's not like heavy, heavy traffic. Uh, but it is 7 o'clock in the morning and people are going to go to work at some point. Just, it just seems like a weird way to... Walk your dog. Anyway. Anyway, we're off. Uh let's see, I don't know. What do I got? Let's Yankees big win last night. Let's start with that. Why not? Start with some Yanks. Yeah, a comeback win. Look, I guess the Orioles, a shitty Orioles team. And honestly I saw it was a nice comeback for the team, but honestly I saw more bad than good. Um you can't do that kind of stuff against good teams. You really can't. You can't go you can't go down Seven to one, or whatever it was, to the Orioles. You can't go down seven-one to a good team. It was they're gonna fucking bury you? But it was the Orioles, uh, so they're able to to come back and score nine runs over the last three innings. What was bad? All right. Well, Hap Hap was bad. Hap has been got murdered by the Orioles this year, which is insane. Jay Hap, who the Yankees got last year in a in a deal uh, at the deadline. They got him just because he had good numbers against the Red Sox. And here he is. He couldn't last four innings yesterday against the Orioles. He has a seven-something ERA against the worst team in baseball this season. who the Yankees see all the time. Just unacceptable. Can't have that. And then Luis Sessa comes in out of the bullpen and has a bad inning and change. And... Uh, Voight had an error. And you just don't like to see you don't like to see them go down like that and that quickly and that easily to a shit team. And then you know what? the Orioles kind of they always made their own mistakes, fl- throwing errors, a couple other, just um, like kind of brain fart errors. And it's just not really. While well, you feel great about the comeback and the Sanchez home run, in the ninth, you feel good about the last three innings. Holder, Britton, Chapman shut down. I mean, again, an anemic Orioles offense. Even though they put seven runs up against you, they're not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. So you feel good about the win. And you just hope that today's, you know, the rest of the way can go a little bit smoother. You hope you get it tonight Herman pitches. What the fuck are you doing, lady? I mean, there's nobody coming. Why are you inching out like that? Holy shit. It took her. That whole time there's nobody coming on the street and took that whole time to decide to turn. Jesus. Unbelievable. I mean you know what? I mean, if it wasn't for this podcast, it's really just me cursing out that lady and then stewing until I get to the next pain in the ass in the road. <laughs> I guess my next, my blood pressure thanks you. So let's see, I don't know. And another Torres two dingers just today, great, but he—he he owns this Orioles team. He just owns them. You don't want to see a guy just have his this lopsided his numbers be that good against one team, where you wonder about the rest of his stats. Like he said, nine home runs, I think seven of his nine home runs or eight of his ten, whatever it is, are against the Orioles. Just has gaudy numbers against. And the, look, you should. Beat up on the Orioles, they're terrible. But it sways you know, full stat line in a way that maybe isn't as uh, makes it look a little better than it really is. And look, he's had a decent year overall. I mean, he gets. Yeah, I'm not sure the power numbers come against other teams. He, he is locked up on power, but it's okay against other teams. Um, Hicks again not a great night, 0 for 3 behind the dish, I don't know why they plug him into this, it has been 2 3-hole, 2-hole last night start him off with a 3-hole, I'm not sure why, come up to DL not much of his spring training and, you know, he's just kind of coming back throwing him into the mix I'm not sure he's a 2-3 or three hitter on any team let alone on a really good team and they throw him right back, and they maybe they treat Hicks like he's Bernie Williams or Mickey Mantle. I mean, better than Bernie, I think. They treat him like he's, I don't know. They they think he is the second coming of something, but he is not, he's not nearly as good as they think he is. At least not at the plate. He's great in the field. He's got a good arm, great arm. He's a, you know, he's faster. One of the faster guys on the team. Not a speed demon, but one of the faster guys on the team. And he patrols a great outfield. Uh, and he can he can have a little pop sometimes but I'm not sure that he's uh, I, I'm, no, I'm not sure I'm sure that he's not a 3-hitter or a 2-hitter on a championship team and, and until Boone or Cashman or whoever gets that through their head uh, even when he's hot like when he's hot, he's going to look great of course, any, any like anybody when he's hot, he's going to look fantastic uh, like if he's doing the right thing um, I'm not sure overall I'm not sure. He's tired. No, again, I'm sure it's not where he belongs. He doesn't belong in a three-hole. So, but you will see though he'll get hot at some point, and then it'll look, it'll look like a brilliant play to have him in the two or the three, a couple of dingers in a week, and whatever. And then it'll look like this guy's this guy's brilliant. But then, well, it's like anything. Like last night, Holder pitched a good inning, and I'm not prepared to trust Jonathan Holder in a high-leverage situation. He's the last guy I wanted there. You know, for a bullpen that comes in as highly touted as the Yankee bullpen, I see a lot of Luis Sessa and Jonathan Holders and not, you know, and, and then kind of... Last night you saw Britton Chapman, once the Yankees were got back in the game. But, you know, a guy like Luis Sessa shouldn't be in the best bullpen in the game. That's all there is to it. And Holder, too. Holder doesn't belong there. I don't want Holder there in October. I don't hold her there if we're fighting for a playoff position. If we're trying for fighting for the division, I don't want. I don't want these guys pitching big games against the Red Sox. I mean, if you see Luis Sessa in a game against the Red Sox, that's a white flag. If it's late August, <laughs> we have a series and kind of like a five-four game or three-game difference between first and second between the Yankees and the Red Sox. And Luis S is in there. That's it's going to be a, it's going to be a swing in the standings that day, one way or the other. The Red Sox are going to gain a game that day. That's for sure. All right, D, so Didi saw some action yesterday. Didi was back. John uh, Carlos Sanchez hit a dinger and single and double and single A yesterday. Uh, not looking forward to Stanton come back. He just jams up the whole fucking lineup. I mean, as great of a player, as great as a, a power hitter as he is, he jams up the whole lineup. He gives no flexibility to a team that needs flexibility because of all their... of all, the, all these players that need playing time. You know what? Right now, Didi's coming back. I think the one guy you... I think one guy has to play is DJ Lemayo. I mean, he's been phenomenal all season. He gets hits, multi-hit games. Leads a team on average. Uh, hits to all fields. He's a great hitter. He is a great hitter. And I think he deserves to be in the lineup every day. And he's the one guy, I think, that deserves to play every day if you had to pick one of these infielders. I think you start with DJ and build around him from there. All right, And I think DD, when he comes back, once he's 100%, D's your everyday shortstop, no matter what. Uh, and then, look, you have Urshela, who's kind of played his way into this lineup. He, he, I think he leads the team in hitting. He's an even higher average than uh, LeMayu. Uh, and he's got a slick level, though he made an error last night. What did he do last night? I know he made an error last night. I can't remember exactly what. I just remember thinking, oh, of course, like, now... Now he makes an error. But, um, no, he's got a slick glove. He plays over there. He's a solid third baseman. You you know, he belongs over there. He belongs, especially on the defensive side of of the ball, it makes a real difference. Um, He's played his way into that third base slot, which leaves open first base, which you could slide LeMayo over there and put Torres at second, or you could slide, keep LeMayo at second, and put Voigt at first. And Voigt, with runs in scoring position, he is as deadly as anybody in the league, let alone the team. So I think it's got to be void, which leaves Torres as the odd man out. And I like Torres, but again, as you mentioned earlier, the guy loads up against the Orioles. Uh, the rest of the league, I'm not sure he's quite there just yet. He's still, I mean, you got to remember, this guy's still a kid. He's like 21 or 22 maybe. So this is not his final destination. You know, this is not where he's going to top off at. This is not where he's going to be. You know, he's got a lot of room for improvement. He's got ways to climb up. And he can climb up. He's got the skill set to do it. Uh, he's still to make him a superstar. I'm just not... I'm not sold that he's there yet. You know what? i got to mention, there's one thing I say, listen to... I wanted to listen to this Lenny Dykstra um, interview on Sid... And Bernie Sid Rosenberg and Bernie something or other, I forget the guy's name. He's been on the radio for like a million years. Bernie, look, Sid Rosenberg, you know, he's gone like completely right wing nut job now. Used to be, you know, he's baseball. And and the funny part is, with Sid, when he got ripped for going political, he was like, oh, my eyes are now open. Like, look, man, you don't have a come to Jesus moment, all right? You're stumping for Trump for ratings. That's fine. if that's what the game is, but let's not let's not pretend like you had a vision and the Virgin Mary showed up at, your, at the bottom of your bed in the middle of the night saying, you know, come come with me, my son. No, it's not what happened. You saw the light is that you saw dollars and cents, and there's none of that in New York. There's no Trump contingent in New York on the radio, and you knew if you kind of played to that angle. And who knows if that's what he believes or not. But he never did this sport before. Anyway, he's always a sports guy. I loved him when he was doing just sports. Loved him. I don't want to hear the political uh, commentating from anybody. And certainly not Sid Rosenberg. Um, so I want to hear this Lenny Dykstra because Lenny's got problems. Lenny's his alcoholic, might be a degenerate gambler, might be a drug abuser. Sid has those same demons. So I was looking forward to hearing that. On the radio yesterday, so I put it on. Of course, like three minutes in, I got distracted. Did a whole bunch. Um, Lenny's been going on a little bit of a media tour because Ron Darling, in his book, uh, said that Lenny Dykstra made some racist statements, racist comments, when they were playing together against uh, Oil Can Boyd, uh, who was an African American pitcher in the '80s back, you know, when when Ronnie was playing and Lenny was a kid. Uh, They said he said Dykstra made some comments towards him, and now since then, a bunch of teammates of Dykstra have come to his defense, including you know some other African Americans. It doesn't mean just because African American players come out to his defense doesn't mean he didn't say what he said or what Darling said he said. It just means that um, it just means that Darling. I don't know, or maybe they don't like Darling. It sounds like these guys don't like Darling, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna protect Dykstra and say he's not a racist. Maybe he is. He he doesn't seem to be a really great guy, so saying that he made some racist comments isn't really out of the realm of possibilities here. Now, guys don't like Darling either. They don't want, you know, Ronnie kind of separate himself from those 86 Mets. Then and now, maybe there's some animosity there. But, you know, Kevin Mitchell came to Dykstra's defense. And he he even said yesterday, he said, if I said shit like that, Kevin Mitchell would kick my ass. Which I believe that. I do. But if, you know, but if Kevin Mitchell heard him or not, well, that's another story. So whatever. I'm fighting battles from... I was four years old. This was 32 fucking years ago. I have no idea. Anyway, I wanted to hear Lenny on with Sid because of their shared demons. And it kind of interested me to see where they went with that. Again, they talked about Darling for the most part. And then I got distracted by work. I never went back to listen to it again. However... As, you, as I said, as I laid out for you... Lenny's got these... He's got... Well documented issues... With alcohol, drugs, and gambling... And... The first thing... Oh, that's what you wanted to do, you motherfucker... This guy slammed his brakes in front of me... I mean, you piece of shit... Asshole... Environmental engineering cocksucker... Slammed his brakes in front of me to get over... One lane... Okay, we're well, jammed me up. All right, see? I forgot all about that lady who took 10 minutes to turn now. I'm coming over here. Like it or not. Come coming over here. All right. Now we're all going. All right. Nice little weave. Nice little weave there in the uh, lane switching. Some getting on, some getting off. All right. So, right off the bat, one of the... I forget who it was. Asked him if... Uh, asked Lenny Dykstra if he had his... World Series ring on him, and Lenny dead—not joking about it at all. Though I don't think he's out with this complete dry sense of humor. He just goes, "Auctioned or uh, pawned it or something like that. Auctioned it off or something like." Well, what do you say? I got it. I said auctioned it off because the guy's had problems, man. He's been down and out. He had to sell off his fucking ring, and these two idiots fucking laugh about it. That's fucking. Sad to me, man. I don't know. That's these athletes. They have these great careers, and then they have these personal demons. They 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 retire, and they have to deal with them. Then you know what? This fucking ring, it symbolizes one of the greatest accomplishments of his life. He had to auction off, probably to, to make ends meet. That's sad. That's sad to me. I don't know why. Especially somebody like Sid Rosenberg. I don't know why he's fucking laughing at him. Uh, you got Sid Rosenberg who pit, who. The last time... And again, I'm not doing this to joke around. This is not fucking funny to me. The last time that Sid got nabbed... um, He was like... He had left a strip club and he was hammered. And I think he had... Again, again, this is not me poking fun at him. But I think he pissed himself. And he was... His car was at a stoplight. And I think he was out of his car. Like, crouched behind his car. Like, crying. I think he was crying. But, I mean... Again, so I'm not sure why this guy has the right to come after, to not come after, but to giggle about Len Dykes consequences of his actions. You know, a guy like Sid, who's had to deal with his consequences all his life, I mean, he got he got fired from WFAN years ago because of his behavior. And then he was the first one, you know, and Craig Carton used to rib him for his gambling addiction and he used to get pissed off about it. And Sid credit to him, when Carton got nabbed, Sid was understanding and um, Carton is going to jail now, but Sid's I don't listen to the show religiously, so I don't know if that tone has changed, they poke fun at all but he had reached you know, he, he did like the classy thing with Carton and he didn't go for the low hanging fruit as he very well could have after years of getting you know, as being a punchline for Carton on his uh, morning show and just the other day, you know, Sid came out and was complaining that people, when they disagree with him, the first thing they do is call him a fucking junkie, which just means, which he's right, which just means you have nothing really to say, you have no good points to make. You just want to knock this guy. Yeah, he's a he was a junkie, um, but if you're having a if you're having a discussion with somebody, either you respect their side or you don't. And the second you start calling names, especially pulling out the deepest, darkest parts of this guy's soul. Uh, you you kind of lose, you just you, you automatically lose the the battle on the point because you're really just going after a guys character and his biggest problems rather than rather than uh, having the actual conversation with them. Jesus and those Mets yesterday and say what you will say what you will about the Mets is I'm gonna do a quick thing on the Mets and then I gotta go. Um, yesterday they have a press conference. If you want to fell into a hole or something on his ranch, non-baseball related activity led to they shattered, uh, fractured his ankle, he's in some shit um, you won't be seeing, you want to assess, it, assess it anytime soon, the Mets who had lost five in a row just got swept by the lowly Marlins um, and then they come out and beat one of the better pitchers in the National League, Patrick Corbin, but you know what, the Mets are completely out of it, Just you know everything, Syndergaard has looked bad the has look bad. When I say bad, I mean not up to their standards. But you've had Alonso has been hitting, Rosario's been hitting, um, Conforto's been hitting. He's got a concussion now. McNeil's been hitting, and I think he's just got hurt as well. But I mean, this team is—they're not out of it. I mean, they're like—you would have to—you have to assume that. The Phillies are going to kind of take the division easily, but I think they're only 6 and that back of the Phillies. It's May 22nd, all right? It's still early, so there's still plenty of ground to be made up. Um, and if last night's their start, that's a great start. You beat Patrick Corbett, that's a great start. And if you can go in against the Nationals and get a you know, win a series against the Nationals, that's great. Win the series and then go from there. Um, but, I mean, they're in the thick of things. And, I mean, the, just yesterday there was rumblings about whether they're going to fire... Uh, Mickey Callahan, and I don't think that's—I don't think they're quite there yet. I'm not sure why um, they would jump right to that. I, I mean, I guess that's, the, that's just the nature of the business, I guess. If you go on a little skid like that, that you, people are going to start talking. And people are not happy with how the Mets are playing, and uh, rightfully so. But now let's see—they're right in the thick of things. They're, they're hovering around—they're 4 games under 500. Six and a half back of the Phillies, four out of a wild card spot. Look, they got they have they have ground to make up, and that there's teams that kind of do. They hover around 500, then you go on a little bit of a run, 20 and 10 run, you know. 15 and 15 and eight, you know, just make up some ground here and there, something quick little jolt, and you can do that. You could very easily do that. You have you have the horses. Wheeler goes today. I don't see why the Mets can't make a little bit of a run here. They got the bats. They just got to put it all together, and I think maybe. Uh, you know, seeing their manager's head in the block, possibly in the block, that maybe woke him up a little bit. Uh, so we'll see. So Mets Nationals today, Yankees Orioles today, continue their series. Let's see what else do I got. Do you see? I got one minute. You see Arnold Schwarzenegger over the weekend? Incredible! This guy is a beast. First of all, who the fuck does what this guy did? Came up behind him. Flying kick to his back at some charity sports um, camp in, I think it was Africa, and he got some some guy kind just of flying like a jump kick to his back. Now, if you see the video, like the head-on video, Arnie gets kicked, you know, his neck flies back, and he goes and he goes forward. He goes off camera, you're like holy shit, yeah, I rocked. But then you see like another angle of this. Arnie moves a step and a half. Like, sure, he sure is, you got a little whiplash to it, but he the guy kicked him to his you know, mid to upper back. <laughs> it was a flying kick, man. The guy got up. And uh, sure, he you know, moved Arnie, but he get, goes up a step and a half, and he's like, whoa. And he comes out the next day, and he's like, I thought I got, or later that day, he's like, I thought I got jostled by the crowd. It happens all the time. It's flying, kicked in the back. He thought the crowd just got a little too big, a little too. He's like, it happens a lot. Didn't realize he got jump kicked. I mean, it's fucking scary the fact that the guy got to him like that, but whatever. Um, that's a whole other issue. We're not gonna talk about, not gonna talk about the possible assassination attempts on people's lives. But um, and then he comes out. He's you know does all the this the right thing. He says you know draws attention to the event itself and the and the kids that are partaking in the event. Check out these kids; they're great. Blah blah blah, et cetera. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. That, we should probably kill that cliche at some point. Blah, blah, blah is out the door. I hate it. Lazy. Lazy. Use a fucking word, man. There's no reason to blah, blah, blah. No reason for it. Anyway. Um, yeah, so he sends like these tweets out and he's saying, you know, thanks for your support. Don't worry about it. Et cetera. I can do et cetera. Et cetera is a, a smart way to say blah, blah, blah. And then last thing he says is, by the way, blocker charge. So classic Arnie. <laughs> glad he's okay. And again, just an absolute fucking beast. Just a monster. Don't fuck with Arnie. 70-something years old. Flying jump kick to his back from a significantly younger man. Moved him a, a step and a half. Arnie turned around. His bodyguards were on top of the guy. If there was no bodyguards there, that guy was dead. Cause I don't think Arnie would be able to hold himself back. He was just fucking fist of fury. Now that's No, that's not him. Terminator. There you go. Didn't make made Arne, Just made Arnold Schwarzenegger Bruce Lee for a second. No, he'd fucking Terminator. All right, that's it for the 22. I don't know. That's like a C plus C, a C show. Solid C episode. A lot of sports, a lot of baseball. That's all right. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. No show tomorrow. You know, maybe I'll do a couple minutes. We'll see if I can do something, but no planned show for tomorrow. Um, we'll be back on Thursday after my day off. Field day. Tomorrow, field, day field trip tomorrow. Have a great fucking day. Enjoy it. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you soon here on the 22.